But now turn to Psalms 1, Psalms uh, chapter 139, verses 7, Psalms chapter 1, verse 39. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you for your word. Lord God, just speak to us. Make it plain, Lord God, where anybody who is listening under the sound of my voice can understand your attributes. That anybody, Lord God, can, can hear this word and receive it and, and apply it to their life, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that we be sermon, not sermon evaluators, but sermon applicators, that we, we take whatever this sermon provides for us and apply it to our life. Lord God, and you know who's on here who needs you as a Lord and Savior. So we just ask that you uh, uh, press upon their heart that they may come to a saving knowledge of you. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we look at this Psalms uh, 139. Psalms 139 here. Psalms 139, and we're going to be looking at verses 6 through, through 7. And Psalms 13, I mean 7 through 12. Psalms 139, 7 through 12. It says right here that, where can I go? This is David, King David. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say surely darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me, and indeed the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. Oh man, it's a great passage of scripture. As we look at the omnipresence of God, which means God is everywhere. There's nowhere that God is not. And here this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic, God is there. God is there. Here in this text, as we look at the Psalms, and Psalm of 139, we, we find David, the author, is writing. And David is writing, and this song is known as a, the, a, a psalm of a theology um, because it, it, it talks about and it, and it reveals the, the, the um, attributes of, of God. As I said earlier, we looked at verses 1 through 6, and we saw the omniscience of God, meaning that God knows everything. But now we, David changed gears and looked at the second attribute of God, which God omnipresent, which means that God is there. He's, he's everywhere. And, and David asked a question. He asked a question here in, in, in verse uh, number 7. He asked a question. He said, where can I go from your spirit? Or, or, or where can I can I flee from your presence? David asked this question here of, of, of God, where can I go? Where, 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 where can, I, can I go from your spirit? Or, or, or how can I run uh, uh, from your presence? And, and we got to understand that, that God is everywhere, that God, that God is there. He, he's, he's, he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. And I, and I was thinking about this because as I was working on this message, I Googled this in 2018, the population of the earth was 7 billion people. And, and, and our God is, 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 is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere at the same time. With all 7 billion people, he's there. 
There's no way we can hide from God. There's no way we can get around from God. There's no way we can seek seek a, a hiding place from God because he's there. He's, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Even with the seven uh, billion people in the earth in 2018, God is with every single one of them, giving every single one of them 100% of his time. He's everywhere, and there's nowhere we can hide. And David asked this question, where can I go from your spirit? He says, oh, where, where can I flee from your presence? And it's here believed that there's two views here. One, 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 one teaching believed that David is trying to hide from God. So he's asking a question, where, where can I go that, 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 that from your spirit, or, or where can I flee? And, and one view believes that David was trying to hide from God's presence because of sin, because of David uh, 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 being a murderer, and because he was an adulterer, and, and because of his sin, he, he tried to hide from God. You know how it is. You know, you know how we try to hide from God because of shame. We shameful and we, we have guilt and, and we have faults and we have wickedness. So we, we try to hide from God. Is there, there anybody can relate to that trying to hide from God? And, and some of us hide from God in church. Although we in church every Sunday and we on Bible study every Wednesday and we in this class and that class and we, we preaching every Sunday and we singing every Sunday and we in the, the audiovisual ministry and we in the sound ministry and we in the usher ministry and we in the deacon ministry and we in the women ministry and we in, we in all these ministries but we still hiding from God although we in church and, and some believe that David was, was, was trying to hide from God and he asked his question, where can I go? From your spirit, where can I my flee from your spirit? We also know that 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 this is not new. That that man been trying to hide from God. This is this is not new. That 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 we come up with this idea that we can hide from God. This is not new. That we have this belief that that we can hide from God. Because turn to Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter three. Turn to Genesis chapter three for me. Turn to Genesis chapter three. I know for some of you all it's hard to turn because you own your phone looking at this and you don't have your Bible with you. But I, I, I need you to see this because this is not new when man try to hide from God. This is, this is from the beginning, Genesis chapter 3, chapter three verse, verse 7 and 8. So now let me, let me give you the context. Uh, uh, Adam and Eve has been uh, uh, deceived by, by the serpent, which we know is the devil. And he'd been deceived, they've been deceived and they disobeyed God and they, they ate the fruit from the tree which God told them not to eat from. And now we see, because of their, their, their disobedience to God, we see this is the fall of man. This is why every one of us is born into sin and shaped into iniquity. This is why every one of us is separated from the power and the life and, and, and the fellowship of God because of what Adam and Eve done. And what because of Adam and Eve disobedience, it was uh, charged on our account, and every one of us are now guilty for sin. And now watch what happens. So now Adam and Eve has now eaten from the tree which God told them, and they realize the shame and the, and, and the guilt that they have. And now because of their sin, look what happened in verse 7. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 7, it said, Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were not naked. They knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and, and made themselves covering. And they, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. 
in the cool of the day, and, and Adam and his, and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. Right there, we, we know that, that hiding from God is not new. From the beginning, Adam and Eve hid from God. And from the presence of God, God will walk in, in the garden and, 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 and communicate with them and, and fellowship with them. But soon as sin came in, soon as shame and guilt came in, they, they hid from God to try to hide from God. But they didn't understand that God is omnipresent. So they believe that David uh, uh, here is trying to hide from God. That's the first view that, that David's trying to hide from God. But also, we know that this is not new. And, and, and Adam and Eve hid from God. But guess what? That there's another person who from God. It was Jonah. Jonah had an assignment. Jonah had an assignment from God. God said, Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh, and I need you to tell them about my word. I need you to preach to them and let them know about my word, that they may come to a saving knowledge, and I want you to go that they may hear my word, and their lives may be impacted by the gospel that you're going to, by the uh, message that you're going to preach to them. And Jonah hid. It said that Jonah went far away from, from Nineveh. He went to the bottom of the boat and thought he can hide from God. But God had called a, a great tempest to come on the sea. And, they, and Jonah jumped off and, and went in the belly of a, of a, of a fish. And, and he said, look at this. He said, he, Jonah tried to hide. So many people trying to believe they can hide from God. And, and, and this is the first view that, that David said, where can I go? Where, 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 where can I flee from, you, from your presence that David was trying to hide his belief that David was trying to hide from God? But the second view here when David asked these questions, the second view said that David wasn't trying to hide from God, that David realized that God was everywhere. He realized that God's eyes was, was, was on him and was on every man's life. He realized that there was nowhere he can go. So David asked this question, and it's believed that these questions are, are rhetorical questions that David just asked, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? And David asked these questions because he realized that it was nowhere to, to run from God. It was, it was nowhere to hide from God. Watch this. David understood that there's no way I can get from God. Pandora, you got to understand that David said that there's nowhere I can get from God. Dirk, you got to understand there's nowhere you can hide from God. He realized this. He realized that he could not hide from God at all. And he asked these questions because he realized that God's eyes is on everything. That God sees everything. And not only do God see the 7 billion people in the world, but he also know what the ant is doing. He also know what every fish is doing. He also know what's going on in space and out of space. He know what every planet is doing. He know what every star is doing. He know what every bird is doing. He is everywhere at the same time God is there. And he realized that God is present and there's nowhere I can hide from God. We got to understand that. I know you think you're sneaky. I know you think you're Houdini, the great illusionist that you can, you can wiggle your way and sneak around. You make a sneak around man. You make a sneak around your wife. You make a sneak around your boyfriend. Monique, you make a, Charmaine, you make a sneak around. And, and Sean and Nikki, you make a sneak around from this person and, and that person and, and from your children and, and from your employees. But you can't sneak from God because God, God is there and David realized and I believe the second view that David realized that I can't get around God, that I can't, I can't hide from him. I remember um, two years ago, my truck got stolen um, in front of my house. My, my truck got stolen in front of my house. 
um, and um, my truck got stolen. And um, the next day, I, I had the cameras come out. I had the cameras come out. I said, I, I, I told my wife, I said, call the alarm people, the security company. We getting cameras all around the house. And I went and I got cameras all around the house. And um, and 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 as the the tech was finishing. Deacon Allen, as the tech, the tech was finished um, uh, 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 working on my house and putting the cameras up, um, he was showing me, Keisha, he was showing me, watch this, he was showing me um, 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 how to work my system through the, through the, through the, through the iPad or, or the tablet and the phone. He said, this is how you pull the cameras up and you can work it from here. You can zoom in and zoom out. And what I noticed on one of my cameras, that it was a blind spot. And I, I said, we got a blind spot here. Somebody can still come this way, and it's a blind spot there. I'm not going to tell y'all the way because now y'all know my blind spot at my house, but I'm not going to tell y'all that. But it was a blind spot, Bonnie. It was a blind spot, Brian. It was a blind spot, Tammy. It was a blind spot. It was a blind spot. So it was a blind spot, and, I, and, I, and he tried to fix it, and he said, well, what we need to do is just zoom in. I mean, zoom out so we can get a wider picture. He said, I, I, I just need to zoom the camera out so we can catch that earlier. And he, he found out that didn't work. So he said, well, I, that's not going to work, so let's try to adjust the camera. So he adjusted the camera and found out that that couldn't work. So he said, Mr. Pewter, the only thing I can tell you is you got to buy another camera. I said, man, I'm not buying no more cameras. You already got a lot of money out me already. I'm not buying no more cameras. But I say this story because guess what? With God, there's no blind spot. He see everything. There's, there's no way you can hide from God. There's no way you can get from God. And David was asking this question because he realized that God sees everything. God is there. He realized that God is there. God is omnipresent. He is there. But then David drives a little deeper. Look, he, he drives a little deeper. He goes on and he says, not only is God everywhere. He, he, and now he breaks it out. He get detailed with this thing. He says in verse number 8, look what he says. In verse number 8, 39, we're in Psalms uh, 139, verse 8. Look what he says in Psalms 39, uh, verse 8, he says that if I ascend into heaven, you are there. He says that heaven can't even hide us from the presence of God. Now, David, I, I mean, I, I, what are you talking about? We know heaven can't hide us from the presence of God. Now, one place we know God is is heaven. Everybody know God is in heaven. Everybody know God is in heaven. Even children know God is in heaven. So, David, why would you say that heaven cannot hide us? We know that the abode of God is, is in heaven, that his presence stay in heaven. That's his abode. That's where he lived. That's where he dwelled, although he dwell everywhere. But his, his primary place is heaven. So we know he's there, Tiffany. We know he's there, Dirk. We know he's there, Kim. We know that God is there, that he dwells in heaven. So, David, what are you talking about? So we got to remember when we read the psalm, this is poetic literature. So it's not literal, it's figurative. So what he's saying is that God, he wants us to see the bigness of heaven. So he said heaven is so wide and heaven is so big and heaven is so spacious and heaven is so long that although it's that big, God's presence filled the whole thing up. He said that you can't hide from heaven, and, you, and he wants you to look at how big heaven is. And, and usually when things are big, it makes great hiding spaces. But he said there's no way you can hide because the, as big as heaven is, there's no way you can hide because God's presence filled the whole place up. When we try to hide, we don't run to a little room and hide. We try to get in the biggest area we can where there's a lot of hiding space. 
the bigger the area, the better I can hide. And he says that, 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 that heaven cannot hide us. If, if, if I send to heaven, if you go to heaven, heaven is not going to hide you. It's not going to hide you, Sadie. It's not going to hide you, Rob. It's not going to hide you, Howard. It's not going to hide you, Deidre. It's not going to hide you. Understand, Dirk, that, that heaven can't hide you. As big as heaven is, there's no way to hide because God's presence fills the whole place. So he tells us that heaven is not going to hide us. But then he goes on. He said that hell is not going to hide us. Look what he says in verse 8b. B. He says in verse 8b, he says, if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. He said, God, you are there. You, 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 you in hell. Hell cannot hide us. But watch this. Because this word hell has three different meanings. This word hell has three different meanings. One definition for this word hell, in the original language, it means, Joshua, to dig down deep to the core of the earth. David says if you, if you take a shovel or a digger and dig down to the core of earth, God is there. He said, I don't care how deep you go. You go to the middle of the earth, to the core. Jennifer, you go to the core. God is there. Cynthia, you go to the core. God is there. Barbara, you go to the core. God is there. He said, I don't care how far you dig, how deep you dig, God is there. So the word hell means uh, the core, dig deep to the, to the core of the earth. But it also has another definition. And this word hell has another definition. So he says, that if you die, because this word hell also means death, separated from, from, the, from the living. So it just means death. He says, if you die, God is there. He says, so when, when we die, whether we in God or not, God is, is there. So death cannot hide us from God because God is everywhere. He sees everything, and he, 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 uh, he's there everywhere. He's omnipresent, and he says death cannot hide us. So he said, don't think you can hide from death. Don't think you can live how you want to live and die and everything going to be okay. Don't think death is going to hide you because God sees you. He's there with you. He knows, and you will reap the punishment that you have did on earth. Although you die, death is not going to hide you from the judgment of God. People think when I die, it's over. I'm, I'm over, and whatever happened, after, no, no, it ain't over. When you die, you just wake up in a new place. Either you're going to be in heaven or you're going to be in hell. God is there. And, you, and your death is not going to escape from, you're not going to escape, Lacey, from the judgment of God. Average, you're not going to escape from the judgment of God. But also this word hell has another definition. So we see that the word hell means that you can dig down to the core of the earth and God is there. It means that if you die, you can, that God is there. But it also has another definition. And this word hell has another definition, which is everlasting flames, which we know. God said, this word says, David says, if I make my bed in hell, he says, if you make your bed in the everlasting fame, and I like this because he says that we make our bed in hell. Let me help you understand something. God never designed hell for us to go to. Hell was designed, according to Matthew, in God's word, hell was designed for the devil and his demons. But we have made our bed in hell because we choose not to serve Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, not to surrender our life to him. So when we reject him, now we make our bed in hell. 
and he says that we may, David said, if I make my bed in hell, if I, if I go to everlasting fires, everlasting flame, eternal flames, guess what, Sean? He says that, that God 